0: My buddy told me this is just a microdose of mushrooms and he was lying.
1: Welcome to episode 106 of Off the Rush. Thanks for getting us where you ever got us from, whether Spotify or Apple. Who won the Stanley Cup in 1906?
2: I have the Montreal Wanderers. Oh, they wandered their way to a championship, did they? They did. In a two in a two-game total total goal. Uh, brouhaha. I don't know if it was a brouhaha, but total goals. So that's how they, Hmm. I don't know, I guess they figured if it was going to be a tie, uh, that's how they would determine it.
1: One thing that we're kind of learning as we go through this is they were really experimenting with the final format at this era.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there was no best of seven. Uh, we get a best of three though coming up, not not uh this year, but uh, not in 1906, but maybe next week. 1907 fi- yeah but finally the ottawa silver sevens they are dethroned yeah man those ottawa silver
1: sevens were tough back then in the uh in the wireless era uh alan at joining us from wellington ontario wearing a vintage 1994 montreal canadians hat alan how are you this evening
0: i'm well you know it's it's kind of like christmas For sports fans right now, the NHL is back after the All-Star break, which is great. We've got the Super Bowl on deck. Are we allowed to say that? I just did. It doesn't matter. Um, It's Sunday. Don't you mean the big game? Yeah, the big game that nobody knows what we're going to talk about. Um, MLB starting to pick up again. We've got some playoff races that are going to heat up in the NHL over the next month and a half with the trade deadline on the horizon. It's amazing. I love it. And March Madness is coming up
1: yeah i love march madness i got really into that in ottawa thanks to my teammates the swamp donkeys they were really into march madness i'm talking like multiple screens in a basement suite and people calling in sick to work into it it was something to behold
0: oh yeah i can remember the first weekend because like that first weekend you get games from i think it is maybe wednesday night or thursday during the day right through until sunday at like midnight it's just wall to wall college hoops and if if They were smart in Canadian junior hockey or Canadian university hockey. We talked about this. Yeah, they would find a way to capitalize on it because it's lights out good.
1: Yeah, I'm all for the single game knockout Memorial Cup tournament. I'm all for it. I think that it would be fantastic. We talked about this like back like 40 episodes ago and all of us were high in on it and I still am Uh, from Victoria on big game week. Wink, wink. Uh, we got Dave
2: Hoskin. Dave, how you doing? I'm good. And by the big game, you're talking about Vancouver playing Boston, right?
1: Oh yeah, the Stanley Cup <laughs> Final preview.
2: Yes. Oh God. Are we gonna repeat this?
1: Wait, wait dude,
2: I don't think I know, my right? heartstrings
1: could take it. I, I like. I'd rather hey, almost been, not be in the finals than play Boston. It's been,
2: it's been 12 years since we've had a riot, so you know
1: we're due. We are. We're well overdue. There's a lot of new infrastructure to smash in Vancouver.
2: <laughs> so many new stores.
1: That that Cactus Club in English Bay that's gone in since, that's got like that's got rock through the windows written all over it. Um but yeah, and those Vancouver Canucks that you speak of, Dave, got better. Um, hours before the NHL All-Star Break. Uh Patrick Alvine skips the line and sets the price. The deal was Elias Lindholm coming to Vancouver from Calgary. Calgary gets a haul back. They get a first-round pick, a conditional fourth, uh, Yoni Lermo, who's a defenseman that they drafted a while back that I don't think is going to pan out, um, and then Hunter Brugervits, br- 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 something Bruce Polish. What? Go ahead,
0: Brustevich.
1: Should have asked the Polish guy before the podcast, or the it.
0: OHL guy,
1: the OHL guy, the Adam Fox <laughs> of the OHL, as he's been deemed. Oh, he's good. Uh, he is he's a very good player. Good. Offensive defenseman, everybody's super high on him. He goes to Calgary. And then Andre Kuzmenko, the much-maligned Rick Tockett doghouse-bearing Andre Kuzmenko goes to Calgary. Um, Yeah, huge deal. Uh, Dave, you're a lifelong Canucks fan. Your thoughts? Did they overpay? Did they pay just
2: enough? Is it worth it? Uh, Yes. Yes slash no. And Yes. (laughs) So to recap, (laughs) I didn't know I I I had to take notes. (laughs) When I say, is it worth it? Is it worth it if they re-sign him? And is it worth it if he walks? I think it's worth it either way, because you have the Canucks who are firing on all cylinders. They're all bought into this coach. They've made, you know, savvy moves all year long, starting with free agency, starting with the Hironic trade. Uh, you know and all that sort of stuff and so you know i think like you have to go for it and that's what that tends to be the consensus is that okay well like you gotta when there's an opportunity you have two choices one you can let it pass you by or two you can try to make good on that opportunity and it might not always work out but but you know that's that's life and once that opportunity passes you by it's gone you can't get it back so i I'm, i'm a big fan of this trade uh I I think they gave up a lot uh but um but I was looking at it and I was like you know what like we have Quinn Hughes he's going to be locked up forever they're going to sign Heronic. those are your two guys you're going to play power play they have Willander in the weeds who's going to be like a very good puck moving two-way defenseman and you also have uh uh PD DPD Elias Petterson and like he's supposed to turn out to be like a really good like maybe a 3-4 or a 4-5 so it's like you have these guys who are coming in and I just feel like Bruce Nevitz would have been like he would have been buried he he would have been buried like he would have been buried like so many other offensive defensemen are when you're coming up behind somebody like Quinn Hughes Uh, and then finally just to throw this out there I think one of the things that is huge in this deal that the Canucks did pay for is getting Kuzmenko off the books For next year, because they had to get Koozie off the books, or Besser, or Garland. And I don't know, I think anybody's crazy if they think, you know, they picked the wrong guy. No, that was the guy
1: to go, like, he was contributing the least of those three players. I like the trade a lot more if they re-sign Lindholm. And apparently, discussions with the agent are already going on. And it's all going to hinge on cap. I don't think the Canucks are going to get that figured out until around the draft. But there is a desire on both sides for an extension. I don't like the trade without it. I understand that you got to push your chips in. They're in a situation where, like, it's unexpected. No one expected them to be here. In February 7th, right now, the Vancouver Canucks are the number one team in the NHL by three points. Bomb it. Nobody, (laughs) nobody called that. Nobody called it. So, you know, like you got to kind of push your chips in. And this is where I want to bring Alan into the conversation. Alan, you're kind of our resident off-the-rush draft guru. Like, these late 20s picks, like, how valuable are they? Is there a huge drop-off at any point in the first round? Like, what kind of player potentially did the
0: Canucks give up before they had them? It's... Like I'm more concerned that they gave up Brustevic, and I know you guys are saying oh, he's behind this guy and that guy and that guy, but like I think Brustevic is gonna be a huge addition to uh, the Calgary Flames, and I'd be more concerned about giving that guy up than a draft pick, because the way I see draft picks outside of I don't know, like ten, the top ten, is that like you're you it's a it's a chance that this guy might turn into it, yeah. And so if this if this pick. That they gave up turns into nothing. Well, then it looks like a great deal.
1: Yeah, my Bushkevich is the is the linchpin on this trade, and how he develops, like his development, will determine how this trade looks. Like I think Kuzmenko is the type of player who's going to score a lot of goals for bad teams in his career. Like kind of like a modern day Tony Tanti. I don't know.
0: I feel like there's a throwback.
1: Yeah. Like Anthony Duclair, like he'll never be a feature player on a good team, but he'll put up 30, 35 goals and get power play time on a mediocre team. So I think that Kuzmenko like will provide value to Calgary in that aspect. Will he help them win? I don't know.
0: I just want to put it out there that like when you guys were all hot and horny for Kuzmenko, I told you guys that he was not the real deal. And you guys all said, oh, he is, he is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. You did, I you you, you did,
1: you did, you were right again, Alan. Uh, Dave, you had more to add on this
2: one? <laughs> well, I do want to point out once again that that was mostly Dave, okay? That was mostly McPhail. I was playing more <laughs> the middle, okay? I'm just going to say that. And I still think, I think, Dave, you're spot on, though. I think Kuzmenko will put up a ton of points on on teams that are mediocre, bubble teams, and the Canucks and I heard this like the other day I can't remember which which guy said it I, I'd love to give him credit but one of the Vancouver guys uh, uh he said that basically the expectations and the standards of the Vancouver Canucks have passed by Kuzmenko and I was like that's such a great way of putting it and uh and uh because that's what that's exactly what happened and on a team like Calgary <laughs> I think he's going to do pretty fine you know where Lindholm you watch him in that first game and I know he scored two goals but they're tippins, they're not flashy. Uh, you know, but it was it was the rest of his game, you know, for somebody who's had like two practices with the team, uh looked, looked like a very solid winning hockey player. And so that's what I'm excited about. Now, to Dave, what I actually wanted to talk about was you would mentioning him re-signing in Vancouver. And they do have the cap space. They can sign Petey and heronic and Lindholm and bring these guys all together. My big concern with doing that is you're then going to have like limited money to fill out the rest of the roster, and your defense, let's not forget, is going, Quinn Hughes, they're going to sign Heronic, and then everybody else is off the books except for Juleson. So you are losing. Well, you might be able to bring one of these guys back, but then you're not going to be able to bring a defensive core like this back again if you signed a guy like Lindholm. Like, you're have gonna a... have to you're gonna have to, you know,
1: unless you Do trade Mikhaev. <laughs> no, so I've got a spicy, a spicy take on this one. Okay. And again, it's early days. It's been one game, but I I've done my homework on Lindholm. He was like he was he's nominated good. for a Selkie trophy two years ago. Yeah. He's, he's a very yeah. he's a very complete hockey player. You sell high. We need him for this run. I'm not saying we move him at the deadline. This is a summer thing. You sell high on Brock Besser in the summertime and you trade him. That's my spicy take. He's got 30 goals. He has slowed down. Even though he's playing on the lotto line, he's slowed down in his production. He's going to get, it's kind of like it's, it's less offensive than Kuzmenko because Brock does play both sides of the ice. He is a decent defensive forward, but like, he's not the fastest. He doesn't shoot the puck as hard as you'd like him to, but he's been in all the right spots at the right times this year. I do think that's got more to do with how well Miller and Pedersen are playing than anything else. And he gets power play one and Quinn Hughes is out there. But I think Brock Besser's numbers are inflated for what he actually brings. But someone out there who's desperate for goals, a team that doesn't score enough is going to overpay if you put him on the market. And Lindholm for me is a more complete two-way hockey player and brings more of what they need long-term. I would look at an option where I re-sign Lindholm and I trade Brock Besser for, like, a, to get maybe into the – to get a first-round pick back, the one that you gave up to get Lindholm, you could recoup that first-round pick plus more assets if you flip Besser in the summer. Alan?
0: What it's going to cost to re-sign Lindholm is going to depend on what the Vancouver Canucks are able to do from here to the end of the season. Like, if they go on this run and make it to, like, the Western Final or the Stanley Cup Final or, heaven forbid, they win it, like, you're heaven not going to be able to re you're not going to be able to resign this guy for cheap. Like, you're going to have to pay through the nose. If yeah, we win at the least Cup at least $8 because, million. Yeah. Because, because he's coming through and he's saying, hey, I'm the I'm the guy that puts you over the top.
1: If the Canucks win the Stanley Cup, Alan, and I need you to understand this. This is very simple. I think Dave will agree with me. If the Canucks win the Stanley Cup this year, I don't care what happens ever again. Ever hey, again. You know,
2: you know what it would be? It would be the <laughs> Aginla for Neuendijk situation. Yeah. Right, where it's Dallas got their cup and Calgary got, you know, a Hall of Famer for the next 15 to 20 years. And if that's what Bruce Nevitz, whatever his name is, <laughs> uh, if that's what he becomes, like the defensive version of, of the Ginla, and we win the cup, I don't care. I'm totally okay with it.
0: Obviously. And you guys, you guys are like the fans from uh, Major League, that baseball <laughs> movie. You guys, that's so like, yeah, man. Are.
1: too high. Yeah, but too high. Yeah, what do you mean yeah. it's too high? Who gives a shit? It's gone. One of the best lines ever. But no, <laughs> I mean it, though. Like, I don't care. If they win a Stanley Cup, nothing matters. Like, yeah, the team could totally. finish dead last the next year. I wouldn't care. They could miss the playoffs for, like, the next decade after that, and I wouldn't care. I just want one. Just one. That's all that matters. So if they, like, if this works out and they ended up not re-signing Lindholm and something else happened... Like and the team went in the shitter, or if it was just like, if the analytics geeks were right, and this year's a fluke, great. But, you know, I'm a realist. I don't think that they're there. I really don't think the Canucks are all the way there yet. I think that they're building on something really special, but I think that Lindholm brings an element to that team that they need, and he fits into a talk system, like, so well. Like, this is a guy that flourished under Daryl Sutter, so he knows what it is to play for a tough coach. Like, I
2: like him. I like his game but a lot. Talk, it's not a tough coach. Talk, it's a fair coach.
1: He's tough though. He's tough. Like he criticized PD in the media just a week ago. That
2: was pretty yeah, tough. That's sort of not really. The media is not. That's like okay
0: it. though. That's okay. Criticize him. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a run, you're gonna have to be able to take some criticism here and there. And you can't do it every day, but you can pick and choose your moments. And a guy like Talkett, he's had his fair share of criticism as a player. He's been to the big moments, he knows what it takes to get over. Well, speaking oh, of that,
2: oh, sorry, sorry. And just really quickly, how do you win in a league like this? How do you win in life? You have to have resiliency and you have to be able to battle through exactly things like this. Criticism, uh, you know, like adversity, etc. So, yeah, I'm totally with you. By the way, Dave, are we, where are you, where are you flipping this to?
1: Well, I was going to say, speaking of criticism, we should talk about the NHL All-Star Weekend and Nikita Kucherov.
2: Oh man, dude, I like picked Cooch to win the damn thing. And I was <laughs> well, like, hey, he Cooch, won, he you're won killing something. Me, man.
0: He won something.
2: I think Buble, he the, he uh gave the him give a little a something. shit
0: award.
1: So, like, I think pe- there's some people out there that are kind of overreacting on this Kucherov thing. Like, there's some people out there who are saying that, like, he shouldn't win. The heart trophy because of this. And I Take think that's, a hike if that's I think what that's, they're saying. Yeah, I agreed. think that's crazy. But the mandate did come down from the league to the players that they had to put on a much better show because the Florida All-Star Weekend almost killed the whole thing. Uh and for the most part, the guys did that. Like Connor McDavid definitely didn't mail it in. I thought Petey did well. Most of the guys were great. Well McDavid, all of them were great.
0: McDavid couldn't mail it in because he pretty much like Went to the NHL and was like, This is what we need to do next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was the one that spearheaded the whole thing and he put his money where his mouth is and he won. You know, I come back to like being like a dad, you know, I'm going to spend, it's in Toronto. I'm like, it's probably 250 bucks each, like 500 to get two tickets to get into that building. And for like one of the guys, it to wasn't that, that's
0: that's like on the low end.
1: Yeah. Like, so for one of the guys to come in and do that, that stinks like
2: so okay so i'll actually disagree with you i think because it was one guy it actually added to the entertainment and the fact that people were booing and the fact that he was putting his hand up and waving and stuff was actually super fun and if and he was the only guy he was the only guy so one out of 12 players dogged it and then the fans got to rasm and he and he played the villain and it worked now if one more guy doesn't try, then it's an issue. And, right, so it's, like, walking that fine line, and I can see where the league would not be happy with it, but I I thought it was super enjoyable.
1: (laughs) You know, I don't know. What were your thoughts on Kucherov Gate, Alan?
0: I mean, like, the NHL wants them there. If they're not going to go there, they're going (laughs) to find them, suspend them, whatever. So it's him just essentially having his Marshawn Lynch moment where he says, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So I don't that's have to serve the
1: is. one game suspension while my team's in a playoff race.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. The NHL needs to like next year. I was going to say they need to ditch the all-star game. But we're getting the four nations. It's going to be way better, way better. Than the All-Star game. Yeah. I'm jazzed for that. And I think probably most of the players are because now a, they're going to play meaningful hockey and B uh, it's not going to be some cheese fest designed to just kind of schmooze the sponsors.
1: As long as they bring back Michael Bublé, Tate McRae, and Justin Bieber, uh, I'm okay with it. I usually don't like it. I
0: I hated the celebrity captains, except for Oh, what? I liked it. I liked it. No way. Tate who? I don't even know who she is. She came out. I didn't know who she was. I barely knew who
1: she is. I know who she is now. (laughs) Yeah, so do I. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on a second. Hang on a second.
2: (laughs) Wait, time out, and we're not going to talk about how hot she is, okay? We're going to be gentlemen. What was really cool about her was that she was by far, like far and away the most normal of those four celebrities. She was actually cool. Like she was well, she's a like hockey. She seemed ship. like a Yeah, she just seemed, but she seemed like a, just like like a, a regular, cool person, like a nice person, where the other three were just trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's what I found.
1: She uh well, she's incorporated hockey into a lot of her music videos, and she dated Cole Sillinger for a long time. And the running joke on the internet was that. She made an all-star game before her ex-boyfriend, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, she brought some personality and I thought her performance um at halftime, if you will, during the all-star game was better than what Usher's probably gonna serve us up at the super big. Don't
0: game even thing. don't even do my boy Usher like that. <laughs> I Usher's got it. I got me. it bad, Usher's and I don't have it
1: bad for Usher, Alan. OMG.
0: <laughs> Usher's gonna make me a lot of money on Sunday when he comes out and DJ got us fallen in love. I'm a tater
1: tot now. I'm a tadiac.
2: So anyway, Um I
0: got to tell uh,
1: you,
2: thirty, 30 two thoughts uh, thoughts were talking about her, and they were saying that like uh in her warm up, like as she was out there first thing in the morning, that she understood the gravity of the situation, that this was a huge opportunity for her, and it was it was business time. Like she wanted to put on a great show. And I thought she really... did. Can yeah. we
0: can we talk about how like the performance from the glorious sons was kind of weird? That was weird.
2: I didn't like all that. of them were weird. All the indie band stuff is weird. You can't put well, guitars. Well, hey, glorious suns of- are
0: glorious Sons are in indie.
2: Well, whatever. But like you know, like <laughs> but it, it was
0: weird. Like I've been to so many of their shows, and it's like high energy. Like it's solid and not. I was like, this is sloppy and kind of just mishmash. It's a weird. Together. It's a
1: weird venue for them. It's weird. You're like it. It just it doesn't fit. Like for a pop star like Tate McRae it works like it her act translates well to like an arena concert which is what essentially she did um but yeah give me why, somebody with some showmanship and why she was
0: Bieber it. the only one that got to take part in the warm-ups
1: because he's the only one that's like a hockey pl- like I've seen okay. Michael Bublé skate in person you don't want that I've, I've oh, witnessed like Will,
0: it. Will Arnett's a he's a hockey guy
1: Will Arnett is like he's
2: He's not Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. Bieber, Bieber's going up to random players and be like, "Hey man, you did really good yesterday." And, and they're like, stoked. And they're stoked. Pedersen was like, "Yeah man, really nice to meet you. It's cool." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." And Bieber, he's got some game. He's a pretty good athlete. I, I liked it. I liked
1: Bieber out there. But Michael Bublé stole the show with his press conference about getting a microdose. In the words of Tom Segura, the the famous comedian,
0: Two Bears uh, One Cave,
1: "Yeah, never trust a friend with drugs." <laughs>
0: He's like, he I was, thought it was a
1: micro but like, did that, did that hurt Buble's brand at all? I don't think so. Not at all. Uh, I don't know. A point,
0: he's at a point in his career where he, he, like, he just does whatever he wants. Like, he's still going to put out his, his Christmas albums every year and make his boatloads of money and he's happy. Yeah. I feel like he, it made, was me, kind of he made me
2: a, he made me a bigger fan. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I've, I've never been a Buble fan, really. I mean, what do I care about his music? I don't, but I was like, ah, oh, this guy's. It pretty was pretty ridiculous. Like I it don't was
1: know. a rare, real moment from a megastar where he's just being real. And like I, I got to meet Michael Buble a few times when I was working for the Giants because he was a part owner. And that's pretty much the Michael Buble that we got behind the scenes. Like he was always trying to get us to go out after games and party, and he was like didn't take himself too seriously, kind of a goofball. But yeah, I liked it. Overall, the celebrity thing, it worked. Uh, 32 thoughts said this about the all-star game. And I thought that Jeff Merrick hit it right on the head, Alan. He's like, you can't think that everything's for you. And they, him and Elliot Friedman both talked about how much the kids enjoyed it. Um, and like being a 40 year old man, I have to kind of remind myself, like I'll crinkle my nose at some stuff, like the Drew house uniforms. I didn't really like, but apparently the kids loved them. And they, the merch sold like crazy in Toronto over the weekend. They made a ton of money. And so I think like this was a highly successful all-star weekend for the league. I think they, and they needed it badly. Go ahead, Dave.
2: Not just for the kids, you know, that skills event. Uh, I went for beers after my hockey game uh, on Saturday. Cause for once they gave us a, an early ice time, you know, thankfully. Uh, anyway, we, we went for beers afterwards. And all these like men, you know, 30 to 45 years old, everybody was like, yeah, man, that, Skills competition was so fun to watch. Oh, it's heads like, and tails better than last year. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's it's what you want because you get to it, it kind of the, the kid in you gets to watch these superstars put on extreme talent. And because it's a competition like they're trying, it's exactly what you want, you know, and it's it was finally it was, it was really yeah, like, nice to see.
1: Like no gimmicky shootout moves where guys are putting on outfits. And mm-hmm. yeah. I'm glad that that's great. Fun. You like that? No,
0: no, no. I, I like the fact that they got rid of that. That was yes. great. Yeah, yeah, thank
1: God. Yeah, get rid of the Z-grass stuff. We don't need it. We don't need him either. Um, So, Alan, your team, after the All-Star break, the Montreal Canadiens catch their breath, and they make a big deal. You get Sean Monahan gone, first-round pick back. How well did, uh, did your boy uh, Hughes make out on that asset?
0: Well, let's just give full context. He got two first-round picks and deals with Sean Monahan, And a lot of people forget, but, like, Monaghan a year ago was on his way out of the league, like, was almost not in the NHL, um, wasn't going to have a, a team, and then all of a sudden, like, he ends up in Montreal plus a first-round pick. So Kent Hughes, a masterclass here.
1: How bad does that hurt if you're the Calgary Flames? Like, you paid Montreal a first-round pick to take the guy, and then they turn around and flip him for another first-round pick. That's amazing. I can't
0: can't remember if it was, uh, well, True Living was still there or if this was a Craig Conroy move. But It was uh, a True Living move. Oh, yeah. Well, go do some more of that in Toronto.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are the Habs done? Or, like, do you see them doing more? Like, Jake Allen has been on, like, the rumor mill forever. He'll be gone somewhere
0: by the deadline for sure.
1: It feels like, though, that the market for Jake Allen has gotten smaller. Like, Stuart Skinner's playing, obviously, really well. Edmonton's streak just ended last night. um, But no fault to him. He's been spectacular at Edmonton, so I think they're probably going to roll with him. Colorado Uh,
0: needs a backup. Who does? Colorado.
1: Colorado, yeah. They could use a backup goalie. And also, I think L.A., like, L.A. might be done. Like, the Kings might be missing the playoffs and, and packing it in, it sounds like. They're... They've been on a terrible run, so I don't see them spending on assets to pick up a rental goalie. Um, but yeah, who else in Montreal like would be somebody that they would be looking to move?
0: Uh Josh Anderson might be somebody that they would try to move. And I think if if we look at the back end, Michael Matheson's probably got some value, but all in all, like there's a ton of young guys and they're gonna hold on to them. Like this is this is them building for their future, and so. You've got Colt Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, Yuri Slipkoski, who's starting to come around a little bit finally on the blue line. It's it's almost a, an embarrassment of riches. They've got so much young talent on their blue line that it will be good and it might even step in next year, and these guys might be ready to like make an impact next year after a season in Laval, and so it's shaping up to be okay for them if they just get the goaltending solidified like – they, I still think they need, like, that number one goalie. I don't know if Sam Montembeau is that guy yet.
2: Uh, are they going to end up like the Canucks, where they have a string of goaltenders that are the future? Kevin Weeks, Kluche, et cetera. It feels
0: like it. It does feel like it.
2: My question for you, Alan, I'm, I'm really intrigued by, it's Lane, right? Lane Hudson?
0: Lane Hudson, yeah, yeah.
2: Is he, like, you know, what's your take on him? Like, I, I just, everything I read about him, I just feel like he's going to be huge.
0: I watched a ton of him uh, this season because, like I hear, like you guys, I hear the hype about him. He's also Kingston Frontenacs draft pick. How he elected to go the major junior route. We could have saw him right here in the Limestone City. Uh, he is like he's next level. He might be as good as Quinn Hughes, maybe.
1: Yeah, twenty four really? games, thirty three points in a in a in Hockey East, which is a conference that it's doesn't like heavyweights. Yeah, and they don't. There's not a lot of goals in that league, and he's a defenseman. Uh he only weighs 148 pounds right now, so he's got to put on some weight.
0: Yeah, he's um, a smaller kid. I don't think he's like he's under five ten, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he's five nine.
1: But in this yeah. day and age, you can get away with that.
0: But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not like he's not like uh an Arbor Jack guy where he's gonna go and smash guys and rough them up, but he's offensively gifted. He's got great vision, he can skate, he can move. He can do all the things you need a defenseman to do, and and he's the type of guy that's going to say, hey, the size isn't going to hold me back.
1: They've got a lot of deep, like, all, like Montreal. Like, Is that because of the new GM of Hughes? They're going, like, the NCAA route and the USHL route when they're scouting?
0: Well, he's got... Uh, well, Jeff Gordon was in Boston, right? So, like, that's... That's okay. central to Boston College, Boston U, the Beanpot Tournament. There's a lot in that area. But then Kent Hughes also has ties to that whole region as well. So it's very, they've got their pulse on it. They know what's going on in and around there. And uh, Marty St. Louis got some connections to the NCAA route as well, he well. Played, yeah
1: he played so. he played in college hockey because I'm also looking at Jacob Fowler you're talking about goaltending at oh, the Habs oh
0: that kid might you know what I was saying Montreal needs the number one goalie that might be him
1: that might he be is, him yeah right he now he is Boston so college, good like 19 his, and 5 9 save percentage
0: yeah they got blasted the other night by uh somebody like dominated and he's the only reason that they won he uh I was listening to the guys on Spit and Chicklets describe him, and they said it's like Gary Price meets Patrick Watt meets Dominic Hassick.
2: Yeah, that might be a bit of an oversell, Dave. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, like wondering about why, you know, is, is Hughes going to the the American route because because he has ties to it or whatever? You'd be stupid not to these days. I mean, like look at look at the talent that's been coming out of the United States and how like just above and beyond like they're they you know you look at those rosters that's going to be like team USA versus team Canada and man does team USA ever, ever have an incredible roster and they're only going to get better as time goes by like they're their college institutions and the way that they're doing uh this all the skill development uh mixed in with some classes here or there or whatever but like the skill development that they're doing is wildly good
1: i think they're going to be i think they're going to beat us at the olympics like, I think I think they're going to win the gold medal for sure. They got such a deep team at every position. And, like, they just won a world junior. So, you're right. That, that development program is a wagon. Like, but, mm-hmm. and the Habs are reaping the benefits. It's just funny. Like, I always associate Montreal with Canadian players and French-Canadian players. But, like, Cole Caulfield, and then they're going to bring in Lane Hudson. They're going to bring in Fowler. And that, this is going to be a
2: powered by Americans hockey team. Well, the Canucks are powered by an American team right now, too. That's
0: Americans true. That's, your Swedes, Demko, right? Brock Besser, That's why yeah. they're not going to win, though. Oh, stop Oh, it. I don't you know.
1: You should want good things for us, Alan. We're family, damn it. Do you guys That's remember why...
2: when the, the Olympics and Kessler made that remark about Canada, even though he was playing for Vancouver? <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God, bud. And he's it was... like He's a heel. but I don't see any of the, the current Canuck American players saying anything like that they're too classy they're way too classy for that
1: Alain Vigneault has a million Ryan Kessler stories and they're all great at how he never saw him smile once in all the years he coached him he was just in a bad mood all
2: the time oh my god so okay I wanted to bring this up earlier my wife you guys well Dave you especially know um she doesn't watch hockey but she'll like sit down and she'll knit and whatnot while the games mm-hmm. are on the uh, the all-star games going on or whatever it was like I think it was the skills competition and she just like looks at me with this odd face and she's like it's just so nice to see Elias Pedersen smile and laugh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. It's true. It's true. So ast- It was so astute. I was like, for somebody who never watches the hockey and, like, pretends like she doesn't know any of their names, she just pulled that out. I was well, like, even, oh, that's so good. Even
1: Quinn Hughes has been smiling. I feel like the Canucks players and the fans are on the same page where, like, the catchphrase for this season so far should be, isn't this nice? Oh, no kidding. <laughs> you know uh, speaking of smiling? nice, though.
0: What? You know who wasn't smiling? Who? Thatcher Demko wanted none of the hockey hugs from Jeremy Swayman.
1: I don't blame him. Yeah, I saw that. He totally snubbed him. Well, we got to set the tone. If that's a Stanley Cup preview coming up this week, we got to set the tone, uh, as Shorzy would say. Speaking of setting the tone, uh, a Coors Light to set the tone this week for me. Uh, I'm an old man now. I'm I'm over 40, and it's delicious, and I like it, and I don't care who knows it.
0: I was going to say, you got some greys coming in there.
2: Mm-hmm. Davy boy. Man, I'm actually having a real beer today, too. It's uh, Steamworks uh, from Vancouver. The Hazy Pale Ale. Uh, oh, I love the good, Hazy man. Pale Yeah, ales. they're good. Hey, Nice can, too. Yeah, they're, they're, nice they're
0: delicious. Can.
1: What do you got going on there, Alan?
0: So, you know, the boys from uh, the Chicklets there, they were in Toronto this week and pumping the Gretzky's basement and whatever. So I picked up some Big Deal Brewing, and uh, it's pretty nice, easy drinking beer. Yeah. Um, I've been on a craft kick the last little bit, and now that uh, dry January's over, I can get back on the real sauce and just in time for the big game on Sunday.
1: The big game. I just I hope Austin versus Vancouver. Happened. Yeah, I got I a, hope Taylor's I got a boyfriend has of, fun.
0: Hey, listen, I, I could go down the whole rabbit hole of 13, but all I'll tell you is Travis Kelsey, 87, Taylor Swift, 13. Put them together. That's 100% pure love.
1: Pure love, and here's for a Super Bowl big game wedding proposal at the 50-yard line post-game. Have a great night, everybody. This has been episode 106 of Off the Rush. Get us on Apple. Get us on Spotify. True love is in the air. Go Chiefs. Have a great night. (laughs)